West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. Right, you are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy Sequel Remix. This is episode 345. I'm Marquis Mike. Happy birthday, America. A uh, couple weeks late. We did it. A few weeks late by yeah. the time we get this online, probably. We made it. Happy 2021st birthday, America. Did you see any fireworks? Did, no. Heard a bunch, like neighborhood ones, but. Which is weird, right? Didn't see any from the sky. Every, every show in town was shut down. For fire danger. Yeah, there was a casino. I think that was the only and one I saw that was like doing one. Yeah, we were down in Oregon, and we saw like a town show down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I still it blows my mind the people that just set them off in the in the driveway, like, just, knowing like the situation we're in weather wise and stuff. Like, come on, people, don't be I so don't selfish. Get it? Don't be so selfish. I uh, I told a friend friend of ours we were talking about fireworks and now I've I just I, I used to have no strong opinion about fireworks but now because of guys who light up fireworks during fire we're, we're gonna have some sort of fire yeah Fourth of July weekend uh, I'm now turned on now now I'll straight up say they're dumb yeah they're dumb uh, one time I think. You were there. We went to an Indians game. That's our local uh, minor league affiliate. And they had a fireworks night. And there was some six-year-old kid. He was super into it. He kept pumping his fist. He kept saying, yeah, yeah. And now every adult who has to light out fireworks, unfortunately, when we're in like a burn ban and it's dry as hell and we're in a heat dome, that's my picture. You're some six-year-old kid. You're with a beer gut. You're lighting off your fireworks with your cigarette. Yeah, with going, yeah, yeah. Look at it go! <laughs> that's, that's that's what I think of you. I think I, I associate you with the six year old kid. We we were uh, yeah we were down in Oregon, in Bend Bend Oregon area, and we went to like a night like a, a the town show, and we went to this like cool overlook road and and that my friend scoped out to watch the show from, and could, clearly it was a good spot. It was a great great view, but a lot of people were there, and people were finally parking along the street. And this guy's walking around, and he's like, yo, like, people, like, frown upon fireworks or something around here, because no one's letting them off. I'm like, can I buy some sparklers or something? And just the way he said it, and, and I, no one, like, even answered him. Like, he was talking to the greater public. And everyone's like, no one's writing because no one's an idiot out yeah. here. Like, if, if you, you're going to be the only idiot, and someone's probably going to call the cops in here. Yeah, because everyone else is clearly not an idiot. He's talking to John Bowie. You should just yell out. No, I I mean I thought it was crazy that they like even the professionals down there in a dry, arid place Mm -hmm. during yeah a a heat wave and a drought. Heat dome, a heat dome, and a drought. We're lighting them off, but we're like, oh, they're gonna light them off. We might as well watch them, you know. Yeah, but and they're professionals. They're professionals. Fire trucks and stuff everywhere out there. But anyway, yeah, happy birthday, America. We did another one. Uh, yeah, well, geez, we, we, so we took a week off for uh, the Fort Side weekend when Mike was traveling, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let's not waste any time. What have you been watching? 
Oh man, I, I got a decent list here. I feel like it should be longer given the time off we've had between shows. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen a lot and I'm happy with what I've seen. So, let's start off. I watched Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Shadow of a Doubt. It's so freaking good. I don't know that one. So freaking good. 1943. Shadow of a Doubt. It's a it's a really cool. Um, uh, uh, there's a family. the The uncle comes to stay with them, and the uncle is devious. And I don't really want to say more because it will spoil it. Okay. It is. Uh, it is really cool. I highly recommend it. Shadow of a Doubt. You know, by the master of suspense himself, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Now, we're going to jump forward in time a long ways. We talked about it briefly. I watched it. 2021, Liam Neeson, The Ice Road. Oh, I I almost turned this on maybe three times. Uh, in the genre of Neeson's, uh-huh. I'd say it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Okay. It's a little different take. It's not that straight up revenge, Neeson. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool watch. I like the little snippet they show on Netflix when you hover over it, where the guy has to take off some uh, rocking arm off an engine real yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like I, I enjoyed it. It's a it's it's a little different than the standard Neesons, but still a Neeson. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a fun movie. It's it's better than. Uh, the Honest Thief, which was okay. the last Neeson. Right. I'm still going to check out the, sh- the Marksman. So I can't compare it to that yet. Right. And then, so let's, uh, oh, I watched this really great movie, 2012, Killing Them Softly. Oh, right, yeah, I'm aware of this one. Okay, yeah, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, it's got, this is the, the top cast here. Brad Pitt, Ben Mendelsohn. James Gandolfini, Ray Liotta, Richard Jenkins. I mean, this is a movie, man. This is a cast. The scenes with um, Gandolfini and Brad Pitt are unbelievable. There, there's two like really long dialogue type scenes with them. They're they're so cool. This it does suffer from some weird special effects thing that they were they were doing within some of the action scenes. Hmm. I, I don't know if it I think it must have been around the time the movie 300 came out there was like this kind of uh, this trend of these like slow-mo yeah. thing like slow-mo 3, 3D-ish kind of things that I feel like 300 kicked off this has a couple scenes where they do that did you you mentioned Ray Liotta's in the movie? yeah yeah yeah. If I, re- I have to do this a lot there's a scene with Ray Liotta getting Involving some gun violence that, that's pretty gnarly, but definitely oh, slowed down. It is. It is slowed a, down with 360 camera. Brutal movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's different. It's a different Brad Pitt than you normally mm. see. He's not eating in it ever. I'm sure there's a scene. There uh, has to be a scene. There's this great scene where he goes into a bar, and he's like, "Give me a, give me a Bud Light, or maybe a Bud." And the bartender goes, "You want a draft or a bottle?" And he, and he just says, I don't give a shit. And just the way he says it, I was like, that's the best line I've ever heard him say. Just like, you want a draft or a bottle? I don't give a shit. 
Just so good. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, directed by the guy who did um, The Assassination of Jesse James. Oh, okay. So, working with Brad Pitt. But, uh, yeah, I, I like that movie. I don't feel like a lot of people talk about that movie, but it's a cool it was, movie. It was the first time I've seen it, and I would I would say that it's uh, film noir. Yeah. That's my interpretation of it. I think I watched it on Amazon. I call or something. it New Wave Neo Noir. New- <laughs> yeah, 2012. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the next few pretty quick here. Um, I checked out the hot movie, The Tomorrow War. Yeah. On Amazon. Uh, thought it was great. It's it's a sci-fi action movie. I'll leave it there. Uh, I, I think it's an original screenplay. I thought it was based on a sci-fi novel called The Forever War. Mm-hmm. I, if it is, it's loosely and... I would give it an. I would say it's an original cre- credit with, uh, with the uh, influence of okay. the book because there's some things that are like this time travel fight a war thing is yeah. like from that book, but it's different and I think it's a, it's a good act sci-fi action movie. We'll see him come Oscar time. What category gets put in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, then. We were met, we talked we're gonna talk a little bit more, more about this, but I watched an anniversary movie mark, uh, twenty years. I started my journey. Mm-hmm. It's Fast and Furious. Was that twenty twenty two thousand one? Yeah. Wow. Fast and Furious. Now the Fast and the Furious. The Fast That's and the, the Furious. Because I believe four is called Fast what, and Furious. What a film. Yeah. What a film. What a great what a great fun soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, what great action scenes? <laughs> what what plot that makes no sense? Yeah. What great performances of terrible actors? I I had a blast. Mark. Yeah, it's a photo. And I don't think I've seen this movie since I originally saw it yeah. in a drive-in theater when I was back from college, yeah. my first year of college. I I am really stoked. I cannot wait to get to Too Fast and Too Furious. To continue this journey. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I watched some clips from Fast, The Fast and the Furious recently. Um, there's a podcast I listen to, uh, uh, All Fancy Everything. Shout out to that podcast. They, but they recently did, in honor of Fast 9, they, they just did Fast and the Furious Universe. And so the, the idea behind the podcast is they just draft. So you get a category, they just draft out of it. And one of the picks was, uh, so some will take movies, some will take characters, some will take certain scenes. One guy took... Ja Rule yelling, Monica! In Fast and the Fierce 1. And we, they all had a great laugh. I had a great laugh. I went to YouTube and I watched Ja Rule in the Fast and the Fierce and it made me laugh. He shifts at some point and just goes, Menage! And then gets blown off. You know, he thinks he's going to win. But then here comes Vin and Paul Walker and then, Monica! Was Ja Rule's. I mean, he was advertised. I think he's on the poster. Of Fast and the Furious. I, I think he was supposed to be a major player in these movies. He might have had some scenes cut. Um, and then Luda shows up in the second one and uh, no more Ja Rule. And he's got the song in the movie. Yeah, he, he uh, does. Yeah, so I'm really excited to continue that yeah. that journey. Well, spo- I, I just pulled it for you. In Too Fast and Furious, Ludacris is in the Don't be shocked when he shows up. I won't. Yeah. So, then... I think these are hot. These are hot movies on Netflix right now. These are brand new releases. We did it. We went in. Fear Street Part One, okay. nineteen ninety four. Yeah, 
fall, and then I followed it right up next day. Fear Street Part Two, 1978. Okay. I'm. Third one's coming out. Third one's coming out Friday. No. Fear Street Part Three, 1666. Yeah. Did, did you like them? I enjoyed them. Okay. They, they, for what they are, these are these are slasher movies, Mark. Reviews are kind of mixed, but I, I see it two ways. Some from like some horror people I follow, it's who I feel are more lenient. They say, hey, for what it is, is it good? And then you kind of have like the film reviewer who just goes, these aren't good. So right. it's kind of the 50-50. I, I, I've been I, hesitant to start on. I, I th I'm with the, for what it is, they're good. Okay. It's a nostalgic thing for me. Yeah. I've read a lot of the Fear Street books. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was a, and I think it's a cool thing they're doing. One, they're releasing them a week apart. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait a whole year. Uh, I mean, they are what they are. They're slasher picks. They're they're bloody as hell. Yeah. And a lot bloodier than I thought they would be being adapted from young adult fiction all right. the the 90s. Uh, yeah. So I enjoyed them. I'm looking forward to part three. And the way they're telling, they're kind of like going... This telling them in like reverse chronological. It's just a a cool original take, and and I'm like good for you Netflix for like jumping on it and, and like just throwing them all out there, just pumping them out. Yeah, I think that's cool. I heard an interview with the uh, the director, and the, so she had directed a, a horror movie in the past, and then kind of tapped for this. But this has been three years in the making for her, and then she she. Film them all consecutively over, you know, of course, like sixty days or something. Just she was talking about the distribution of it and how, what, yeah, one, it is gimmicky, but to her, how, how did she make the gimmick work within the series? It, it was very fat. It was a very interesting interview. It made me, you know, want to watch that more than the reviews did. Yeah. Hearing this late lady talk about them, but uh, I'll check those out. Yeah, and it's and they do the time thing right. Like the nineties, they got the the right music playing. Yeah. And then 1978, they got the right music, like stuff like that. Those are the details I like, mm. and I'm I'm building. I'm willing to bet I could look up like Billboard 94, and those songs would be on it. Whether or not to release the 94, I don't yeah. know, but they'd probably be on the top charts. And then 1978 also, I I'm I'm not going to do that. Right. I know they're the songs are of the era, but it's it's cool. Uh, it's 1669. I check out those charts. I cannot wait to see what was on top of the Billboard yeah. Top Forty in sixteen sixty six. Yeah. But that's that's what I watched. Right. Yeah, some stuff. I I I watched I, I think a lot uh, going through my life. So um, I also watched the Fast and the Furious movie. I also watched an anniversary, the ten year anniversary of what I think is the best Fast and the Furious movie. Granted, I have not seen Fast 8, I have not seen Fast 9. But I watched 2011's Fast 5. And to me, that's the most fun of the Fast movies, because that's the one where just, it gets ridiculous. And there is a uh, there is a set piece at the end of this, uh, I won't spoil it because you're going on the journey, that is really cool. And it's goofy, and it's silly, but it's awesome, and they're driving cars, and... Uh, I think everyone is kind of now in on the, yeah. These movies, these movies are these movies are dumb, right? Um, and it's okay. Though. And it's okay. Yeah. So let's just yeah. yeah, let's let's make this fun. Let's make this a fun uh, car chase heist movie. Yeah. Uh, 
where 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 Dom Toretto is the most known man in the world. That's what I love about these movies. Right. It's like you watch the first, you watch the first one. Dom Toretto runs a runs a garage and grocery store. Market, Sale? yeah, garage, market, market, garage and market. And the tuna sucks. And uh, eventually, you know, eventually, he's just traveling the world, and everyone just knows who Don Toretto is. Yeah, you know, and one thing I learned from the first one, Marco, huh? never, ever, ever say that Don Toretto narked on you. No, <laughs> yeah, no, he he's not. Uh, that is one of the life lessons. Never call Don Toretto a narc. Never knocked on no one. It's so funny because they've already set up this like rivalry. It's clearly uh, heated. There's guns involved. Yeah, violence involved. We know this. And what sets Dom Toretto off? The the dude telling him he's a narc. Yeah. Before that happens, <laughs> he shoots up his car. Right. Oh, he does all and kinds then, of shit to him. Shoots up his car, kidnaps him and Paul Walker. <laughs> Makes him walk home, and then, but yeah, calls him a Call narc. narc you get your ass at, uh, at Race Wars. At Race Wars. Call him a narc, you get your ass kicked. Yeah. Also, what a... What a kind of stereotypical... Uh, stereotype... Racial stereotype movie that is, by the way. Oh, the, like the Asian... And I think that was just the time. Yeah, like the Asians are like on these motorcycles. Yeah. Like the Yakuza-ish. Yeah. You know, like their street glow. Yeah, he's their... crazy. It's kind of, but I think that was just, you know, mark of the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I took away that life lesson, which is never call Don Frodo a narc, which I never will. They should add that to that, like, don't piss in the wind, don't talk about Superman's cake, don't call Don Frodo a narc. <laughs> and I also learned that you can have any beer you want, as long as this is Corona. corona. <laughs> <laughs> um, so watch Fast Five. That, that's just, that's fun. That, that, those were on Peacock, I don't know if they're still there, uh, but watch Fast Five, enjoyed it quite a bit. Watched I so last time we had an episode I watched Avengers Infinity War which I liked a second time through, so I followed up with Avengers Endgame. Did not like it as much the second time through because it really is just a lot of getting to the last battle. That's the final. That's the final one. Okay. That's uh, yeah. That's the big Thanos throwdown. The big the big war. Everyone's there. Um, that's a cool moment. I get it. I understand why people applaud in the theaters and they put that in the Marvel Aren't You Glad Movies Are Back package. The two and a half hours leading up to that, it, it's it's a, it's kind of a slog. You get Fat Thor, you know, you get Tony Stark and his, his quips. Uh, there's some fun in it, but it's uh, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, it was an event. It, it, it paid off these 20 movies. I saw it. I've seen it twice now. I don't need to see it again. Um, I look forward to what's happening um, going. I'll, I'll see Black Widow eventually. I'll see whatever the next Spider-Man coming out. But uh, I don't need to revisit the, the, the Avengers anymore. Got that on my system. I watched a 2012 film. Uh, speaking of what, uh, uh, powerful beings assembly. I watched the Ben Stiller, uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Jonah Hill vehicle, The Watch. <laughs> have you seen this? I have, yeah. It's a... It, it, it's a wild movie. It's a... It's crazy. It's not that good. It, this has the feel of... I think this is a movie where maybe they saw old school or Hangover... You know, I don't know what Hangover... Eh, hangover would have been out by that. Where I think it's a lot of 
letting the guys go, mm-hmm. but there's no joke. So it's I mean Vince Vaughn, it's Vince Vaughn, and he's he's you know he's thrown his fastball, but it is just long scenes of him doing his Vince Vaughniness, and it's, you kind of miss where where are the jokes in in the comedy? Why why are we writing jokes as opposed to just like letting letting guys uh, uh, riff yeah. riff for a bit. Uh, I think the plot's crazy in this movie. I don't want to give it. It's on HBO Max. If you want to watch the Neighborhood Watch, or it's called The Watch, but it's about a group of Neighborhood Watch. Uh, I, I didn't like it that much. I, I, it's not one you need to see if you're a Ben Stiller completist like Mike and I are, uh, or if you're not. Yeah, if you're not a Ben Stiller completist, you can skip this one. But um, yeah, I saw that in the theater, and I remember like my thought getting out of the theater was just like, eh, all right, yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah, it's kind of. It's a lot of riffing. It's kind of mean spirited. It's it's uh, yeah. It's just like there's funny things said, but it's just not a it's not a fun time, it's a fun time watching a comedy. Yeah. Um, all right. I watched uh, also on HBO Max. This is one of those direct to theater type things, or you know, same day as theaters. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, I watched In the Heights, the the oh, musical. Yeah. Um, it was okay. So the songs are fun. It's 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 shot really cool. It looks great. It's it's cheesy and corny, but it's also a musical. I think all musicals are kind of cheesy and corny. Um, I don't know if there's like you know, as the kids would say, I don't know if there's any bangers. I don't know if there's anything. And I, I didn't have to like immediately go download the soundtrack and like there's not there weren't any like memorable songs. You know, there's not the um, um, you know singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. Yeah. There's not the the grease. Uh, you know, you're the one that I want. You know, not, yeah. not the at least. On the first watch, so there wasn't one um, that really stuck out to me. But uh, you know, it's fun. It's whimsical. It's a musical. It's about, it's it's about, it's about love and people. Dance. I mean, the choreography is great. Everybody sings well. Uh, but yeah, kind of corny, cheesy. It's a little preachy. Um, but uh, yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a musical. Uh, we get another one. We get the West Side Story uh, remake in, in December. So I'll, I'll watch that. Steven Spielberg doing a musical. Yeah. Uh, so watch that. Watch the documentary, 1996's I Watched When We Were Kings, the documentary about uh, the time Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman in um, The Rumble in the Jungle. That's a great documentary. It's so cool. It's like a snapshot of the time. The music's great in it. Um, I watched, like, uh, so I ended up buying it on, uh, on, on Blu-ray. Uh, they're having, like, the Criterion sales, so they're all 50% off, so you get, you know, I, I could justify buying one. Uh, but, so I bought it, and I dove into the special features, and it's, it's very cool. The guy originally was filming a musical documentary, because there was a music festival at the same time as the fight, and then, like, had all this footage and transition to this documentary about Muhammad Ali in the time, and him kind of making this comeback, and he was 32 at the time, he had already had all the draft stuff happen, and him losing, you know, being stripped of his title, George Foreman's the 25-year-old current, it's, it's a very cool snapshot, and... Muhammad Ali is just like the coolest dude on the planet. Yeah. As as an athlete, like you know, it's 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 Otani mania, but he does not rhyme as often as Muhammad Ali did. And I think if he did, maybe Stephen A. Smith wouldn't have uh, have a problem with him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just show him. Just throw, throw out a couple more rhymes. Uh, so yeah, check that out. When we were kings, it won um, it won best documentary in 1996's uh, Academy Awards. Um, cool thing if you like boxing or or the 70s. Uh, watched another movie, not a documentary, but could be because it's that important to the times we're living in right, right now. I watched 1988's They Live, John Carpenter's uh, uh, movie about how what if 
Corporate America was run by aliens. And uh, it's a weird movie. It, it, it's a cool movie. Uh, I like it. It's a fun action movie. You know what I really took notice of is just how long scenes are back in the 80s. They just didn't, they weren't so quick to like cut things. It was just, things would breathe a little bit. The, the, the whole movie's, I don't know, an hour and a half. And You think uh, that's a... It's like ten scenes in the whole movie. You think that's a, a because of the technology, like, like, actually cutting... Yeah, you actually had to do it. You actually had to cut the yeah. film and, and splice and stuff versus now it's just like, drop a break point in your, mm-hmm. in your computer. Yeah. And, Go to camera two. Go camera. Yeah. Oh, we can go to this location. Uh, yeah, I've never, it might be. I've, I've never seen that movie. It's uh also on Peacock. Um, but yeah, it's a John Carpenter. I mean, it, it, it's weird, it, but you know, we, we if you like uh, Escape from New York or uh, Big Trouble in Little China, it's kind of kind of got that vibe. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Roddy Piper and uh, Keith David, so from The Thing, uh, are in it. And um, all right. Movie the, I, I watched a lot of movies. I watched 1958's The Blob. Uh, kind of B sci-fi horror movie about an alien blob that comes to Earth and just devours everything. Um, it was actually kind of a cool movie uh, for being as old as it was. And uh, Steve McQueen's in it, which I didn't know. It was like his third movie. Uh, Steve McQueen, I had to look it up because I was watching it and he plays like a street tough uh, street racer. And I was watching, and I go, this guy is 48 years old. No way. Yeah, 27. <laughs> men just look like men back yeah, then. Yeah. Steve McQueen just looked like a man. Yeah. Steve McQueen in the blob looks like my dad Girl still. Man, yeah. He could he be my dad at that age. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 35. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's 1958. It's a sci-fi movie about a thing that looks like a bowl of jello devouring people. Uh, so, you know, you got to give it a break on, like, special effects, but it, it was kind of effective, and there there are some shots that uh, I saw and thought, wow, that's, that's like, legit scary. That's 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 gross how they, they put the blob on that guy's hand or whatever. And um, then eventually the blob's just, you know, a giant, giant blob. I don't know. If we ever do the blob remake, we'll, I'll dive more into the blob. But, you know, fun. Yeah. Uh, one more movie. This was, I rented this movie, and then the next day it showed up on Hulu. Oh, uh, I love when that happens. I almost took a star off it. <laughs> I watched uh, Bob and, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Okay. It's a Kristen Wiig movie. Oh. It, um, it's weird. I, I watched the trailer. The trailer didn't give you anything. And, and so my wife wanted to watch a comedy. I said, hey, here's like three new comedies that came out in 2021. Pick one. And so she picked this one. It was Kristen Wiig. It's weird and bizarre and I actually kind of liked it. It's very MacGruber or um, like pop star. It kind of had that Lonely Island pop star or Hot Rod. It's, it's just kind of absurd comedy. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that happens into it but you know, if you're interested, it's just about a woman named Barb and a woman named Star and they go to Vista Del Mar and then you know, there's an hour and a half movie involved. Are those the SNL characters? No, I don't no. think. I think it's original. Okay. So, so I don't know which one's which, but it's Kristen Wiig and the other woman is named uh, Annie Mumolo. She is her writing partner, so they work together to write the script for 
Bridesmaids, and so wrote wrote this. But I believe it's original characters. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a story of friendship and vacationing in uh, in in Florida. That's not a spoiler. I think people know where Vista Del Mar is. I mean, I or by I the name. Yeah, I don't know where it would be, but yeah. I would just assume it might be fictional. Yeah, but you hear Florida, Vista Del Mar. You know, that's retirement for retirement. Yeah, it's probably for. But yeah, it's a it's a. Uh, the, I didn't laugh a lot. But the times I did laugh out loud, it was just because something ri- ridiculously absurd happened. And that, you know, my wife just says, how do people think of this stuff? I just said, I don't know, acid, <laughs> LSD, weed, I don't, just, yeah, you write a movie, you can make, you can make a, whatever you want in a movie, you can put it in a movie. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's on Hulu, it, you know, not my favorite comedy, it, it wasn't a laugh out loud comedy, but just for... You know, an original screenplay. There was maybe three, four things that made me made me laugh out loud. Yeah. So it's like wh- a three star. Which movie. Uh, which version did you watch? The version you paid for or the free version? The version I paid for. <laughs> I, I, if I'm paying three ninety nine for a movie on YouTube, yep. we watched it that night. We split up over two nights. Uh, and that's it. That's what I watched. A lot of movies. Lots um, of stuff. Jeez. A lot, you know, I'm going through my, uh, you know, I, I give everybody sorry. Only two cracked the three and a half star mark, but you know, had had a good time watching most of them, uh, except for the, except for the watch. That was probably the only one I was like, yeah. And that one took me like two days to watch as well. I only I only star things when I'm like really into them, yeah. and then they just get four stars. You never like, get five. Like Shadow of the Doubt got four stars. Yeah. But then the next eight movies I watched out, or seven movies I watched after that, I just logged them. Yeah, logged them in my diary. Didn't didn't star them. I I, I like to do the star rating at one because I like the graph. I see, I see I need my to, graph is. That's my thing is I need to get in here. I need to go back through yeah. my diary. I need to get actually like okay, I'm gonna give this a star. Yeah. But I always I always hit watch as I start the movie. Yeah. And so then I never go back and score it. I need to. Add watch after I actually watch it, and then I would be like, "Oh, okay, I'll give a star." I usually but go if log I don't, it the next day. If or I so. don't, I forget. Yeah, I don't put it in. Uh, yeah, I just add a little little star rating just to kind of see. Uh, you know, I go through it, and then uh, I scroll through. It and I go, wait, did I like the watch? Because eventually, in two years, it's going to come back up on Netflix, and I'm going to say, "Oh, Ben Stiller, he's good, right?" <laughs> yeah, and then I, I go through. I was like, no. Do not like this no. one. We'll <laughs> wait. Library will skip this one. We'll wait till the Secret Life of Walter Mitty comes back around. Uh, we watched two other movies uh, in preparation for today's episode. We watched 1991's sequel to 1984's The Terminator. We watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, Terminator is... Oh, The Terminator, 1984. It's a sci-fi thriller directed... Uh, and co-written by James Cameron, so it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, Michael Bean. It is um, the story of 1984 Los Angeles, a cyborg assassin known as a Terminator arrives from 2029. Kyle Reese, a human soldier sent back in time from the same year, arrives shortly after. Uh, the Terminator begins to systematically, systematically killing women named Sarah Connor, whose addresses it finds in a telephone directory. It tracks the last Sarah Connor to a nightclub, but Kyle rescues her. The pair steal a car and escape with the Terminator pursuing them in a police car. As they hide in the parking lot, Kyle explains to Sarah that an artificial intelligence defense network known as Skynet and created by Cyberdyne Systems will become self-aware in the near future and initiate a nuclear holocaust. 
Sarah's future son, John, will rally the survivors and lead the resistance against Skynet and its army of machines. With the resistance on the verge of victory, Skynet sent a Terminator back in time to kill Sarah before John is born to prevent the formation of the resistance. Uh, from there, she's now aware. Kyle's there keeping her, trying to keep her alive. Terminator's there. He's trying to get Sarah Connor. Did you rewatch, I uh, assume rewatch, The Terminator in preparation for this? I didn't, but I watched it in like May. Okay. So I guess I kind of did. What was your thoughts on The Terminator? I, uh, my, of my last, uh, most recent watch, I, I enjoyed the original Terminator a lot more at my age now than I used to. Okay. Um, I don't know why, yeah. but I like it. I like Michael Bean. Because it's the love story that you, that you connect yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Man. I need emotional connection. That's what, They may know, have only spent a couple hours together, but in that time, they loved a lifetime. Yeah. It's beautiful. But I, I, I really like Terminator. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I, I... I haven't seen this in a while, but I really enjoyed it. The the second, er, the the last third of the movie from the motel on kind of drags, and there's like, not really drags, but I think it's it's probably the weaker part of the movie. And uh, I'm not gonna hold it against the 1984. I I don't know what to compare it to, but there are some scenes when I'm watching it on like a 65 inch television in you know streaming. Uh, there you go. This, this looks bad. Yeah, it, it it hasn't aged super Yeah. Because there's there are some scenes where you can tell it's practical. And we're, I'm talking about the uh, the um, Terminator skeleton. Yeah. There's parts where you can tell it's practical shot from the chest up. Yeah. That looks good. And then they add in the computer of it walking down the hallway. It's like, oh, that looks bad. Yeah. Or uh, Puppet Arnold's face. Yeah, that, that just does really not look good. Bad, yeah. uh, streaming on Hulu, which is where I watch this. Yeah. Uh, the people seem to generally enjoy the movie. It. Um, where's oh, I'm trying to find the critical response. Uh, made some best of lists. Oh, why did they? I don't know if they have its Rotten Tomato score. Usually it's right at the top. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't know what critics gave it. I imagine they gave it a lot. It was a financial success. Six million dollar budget. Uh, it grossed seventy eight million dollars. Uh, people generally seem to like it. It uh, kind of set Arnold off to be the movie star he became. He, he goes and does Predator, Commando, Total Recall. After this, um, James Cameron uh, gets to go do The Abyss. Next, after after this, uh, we flash forward seven years later, 1991, we get a sequel, we get the band back together, Linda Hamilton, James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, this time we add um, Robert Patrick and Edward Furlong as John Connor into Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, so, comes out in 1991, but the movie itself takes place in 1995. John Connor is living in Los Angeles with his foster parents. His mother, Sarah, has been preparing him throughout his childhood for his future role as the human resistance leader against Skynet. Um, however, Sarah was arrested and imprisoned at a mental hospital after attempting to bomb a computer factory. Uh, in 2029, Skynet sends a new Terminator designated as T-1000 back in time to kill John. The T-1000 is an advanced prototype made out of liquid metal that gives it the ability to take the 
on the shape and appearance of almost anything it touches and to tr transform its arms and blades into blades and other shapes at will. Um, the T-1000 arrives, kills the police officer, assumes his identity, and now is on the hunt for John Connor. He uses the uh, police uh, database to try to track him down, a lot more advanced than the phone book that the original Terminator used. Meanwhile, the future John Connor has sent back a reprogrammed Model 101 Terminator, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to protect his younger self. Uh, the Terminator and the T-1000 converge on John in a shopping mall, and chase ensues, after which John and the Terminator escape together on a motorcycle. Uh, fearing the T-1000 will kill Sarah, John orders the Terminator to help free her after discovering the Terminator must follow his orders. They encounter Sarah as she is escaping from the hospital, although she is initially reluctant to trust the Model 101. After the trio escape from the T-1000, the Terminator informs John and Sarah about Skynet's history. Uh, Sarah learns about the man who is responsible for, uh, for at Cyberdyne, who is going to start... Um, Skynet, and so she goes to track him down, Miles Bennett Dyson, to prevent uh, the nuclear holocaust from taking place. Uh, there, T-1000's hot on them, Arnold, Edward Furlong, Linda Hamilton, they're all trying to get away. Um, was this your first time watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day? It was not. Yeah. It was probably my, like, 100th time. <laughs> well, just initial thoughts on this watch, watching Terminator 2. Uh... Uh, James Cameron makes some really uh, crucial improvements to the the franchise. It's hard to say it's only the second movie in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, that's initial thought one. Initial thought two is those special effects of the T-1000 liquid metal look like complete trash right now. Yeah, I kind of... <laughs> they look like complete trash. The things that look good are the arm things. But yes. He's got hook hands... Any of the hook hand, hook hand moments, which are always my favorite part. I love I love two thousand hook hands, like chink chink chink. Yeah. It's like move open doors. I love hook hands. Hook hands are dope. But any of that liquid metal stuff, just I'm sure it looked fantastic in '91. But oh my gosh, it's so horrible. I I think what still holds up with the liquid metal is hook hands, swords or hands. I think him getting the the gunshots. I think it looked fine. I think, uh... Yeah, like the liquid metal when you get the impact from the guns, yes. the bullets, that looks fine. And the small scale stuff looks okay. Yes, and that's, I think on a small scale, it's when he does the full body, it just... Yeah. Yeah, the, the form shifting, like, through the the, the, the window, or, yeah. or reforming... Yeah. Little like, bits of it, you know, when, uh, when John throws the hook hand... That gets stuck on the cop car, and he throws it, and turns it into like a little thing, and it just goes into a shoe. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hit him kind of the the small of, of the of the when he's frozen, and it turns into the liquid again, and kind of pieces back together. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Uh, just small scale, but yeah, the full. Uh, doing my research for this is um, James Cameron did the Abyss. Have you seen the Abyss? Yeah. Yeah. So they have the water creature, mm -hmm. which I imagine, based on what I was reading, did not look great. So, uh, essentially, he said that the abyss was a uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, did I write it down? Oh, he called the abyss a sixty million dollar test run for Terminator Two. And essentially, took the water creature, and that was the inspiration for the T one thousand. Sure. But to me, it still looks very like rewatching it now. I was like, 
oh yeah, it kind of still does look a little bissy. Uh, my first image yesterday, so I, I, I had this, I got this on, I got this on, uh, I got this on Blu-ray, put on my nice television, opening scene, uh, er, when Arnold arrives, my first thought was, this looks good. Yeah, me too. Arnold Schwarzenegger scene, walking into the yeah. biker bar, it just looks so it great. It looks clean yeah. and crisp, even Arnold's, the most even handsome he's ever been. The, the, the lightning effects yeah. look okay. And yeah, I agree. If y'all watching, you know, I'm like, man, I'm never, I'm not sure I've ever seen this in, in 1080p. Yeah, I'm watching on on old DVD. I got had this old DVD, but I was I was streaming it on Netflix. I'm uh-huh. like, this looks nice. Yeah, and then the liquid metal stuff. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that didn't look good. And I and I think that is a you know, what happens when you have like this this nice technology of TVs and at home televisions yeah. with the resolution. And you have this kind of old effects. I think it's just like a reverse, like we've we've outpaced the movies. Yeah, I wonder whole, if that's what happened with because I bet if you watch this on its original big screen format, mm-hmm. it would look just probably okay. Yeah, I wonder if that was the case with uh, Arnold uh, head puppet in the first one. Was I bet if this was a little grainier, a little darker, I yeah. wouldn't notice, but. Because I'm streaming it in 2021 and I have it on a big screen, you can just tell. I was like, that's a puppet face. And Mark's TV. He looks like a Muppet. For those that can't see, Mark's TV is massive. He got this TV like a month or two ago. Yeah. And I didn't even notice that he got a new TV because it's so big, I just thought it was the fucking wall. Yeah. I got home, I'm like, how did I not notice Mark's TV? Oh, because it's so big, I just thought it was the wall. So I, I've had this TV for, for a few weeks now. I, I watched a few things. I, I watched a uh, Muhammad Ali documentary on it. I've watched uh, Outland on this TV. Terminator 2 was the best movie I've seen on this TV. I was like, <laughs> Terminator 2 fucking looks great. The scene in the LA River was so dope. The, yeah, the truck chase. Uh, yeah, yeah with uh, you know, I, I had my my sound bar and the woofer just shaking me. I was like, this is this is cinema. Yeah, that's <laughs> me so, and Marty just watching this saying. So, you this know, we, we both really appreciate practical effects. Yes. And we say it over and over, and, and it's interesting because I, I, re, I recall I watched T2 with my dad. Uh, my dad loves Terminator, and this is like one of his certain movies. And I watched T2 with my dad, man, a long time ago. It was like New Year's Eve. Like, me and my dad used to just, like, that was our New Year's Eve. We'd watch, mm-hmm. we'd watch movies. And, and we wa- I remember watching T2, and, and it was on, like, a, a, a cable channel. Yeah. And they had like a special presentation of T two, and then they they were doing some like it was pre DVD like spe- like special features and stuff. But they were doing like this little interview with James Cameron and like you know, talking about some of the the making and and one of the things that I thought was so cool was one of the practical effects they did use for the liquid metal was when he's when the T one thousand is frozen and shattered and he and he melts. There were practical effects where they put blobs of mercury mm-hmm. all over. I think it was a pool table, like a felt pool table, like red felt, and they blew it around with a hair dryer, oh. and that's how they got that that shot of the boom, like yeah. the, all the the liquid metal going into a bigger pile. But clearly, that was like because I just remember being enamored by that, watching like how they did that, James Cameron talking about it. It was like a thirty minute presentation on that, but he only got maybe. 10 seconds of, of screen time yeah. you know, now that I watch it I'm like whoa it is it, it, I think this is a great test of practical effects versus CGI so uh, 
in this movie, there's about 42 CG shots of Terminator 2. There's over 60 practical prosthetics in the movie. And I, I don't know, but Arnold looks so much better in this when you can just tell that that's Arnold with stuff on his face. Yeah, yep. Uh, metal metal yeah. props. The sword hands, th- th- that's a prosthetic. That he, yeah. you, know, you know, the transforming Transformers is CGI, but then it is just things on Robert Patrick's arms that, that he's, he's manipulating. Uh, the scene where the foster mom stabs the foster dad with a, with a, with a sword. That's a prosthetic effect. The, um, the guy in one of these... Um, so this is the 30th anniversary. This bust up for it. I, I read this big oral history that The Ringer did on it. He, he talks about how he had to practice um, swallowing swords to prepare for this. Not, not that he actually had to swallow the blade, but you know they set up the shot. He puts a blade in his mouth. They build a prosthetic out of the back of his head so that the blade can shoot out. And you know he's there... Uh, you know, as they're filming a shot of an actual thing in his mouth attached to an actual woman's arm, and it looks better. Yeah, it looks better than when Robert Patrick ha- has to do the move where he has to transition from the mom into the blob into him. Yeah, and I don't know if you just do you know find a way around that, or I'm not gonna tell Jim Scan how to make a movie. Guy, oh, I mean, the guy's the guy, guy did Avatar. Yeah, the guy's done some movies. And you know, him making. A not so great looking T one thousand is the reason we have X Y and Z. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And, and but I mean, at the time, yeah. At the time, it was incredible. Yeah. Right. And now they can do much better looking things yeah. with CGI. Like I, I think this movie could could um, could benefit from some sort of like a remaster where maybe they they use some modern animating mm. computer technology to redo some of that liquid metal stuff, I, I think. And, and put it back in the theater. I'll go see it. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I think yeah. it'd be great. Let's 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 crank the box office up on this. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's get it up to Avengers Avatar level. Uh, at the time, this was the most expensive movie ever made. Really? $90 million. Wow. Which, uh... Pocket change now. Yeah. Uh, the opening credit... Is cost more than the first Terminator did? Oh man! <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a big financial hit. Made um, five hundred and twenty million dollars at the box office. Critically well received too. It's a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomato. Um, what worked for you? I mean, we're kind of already talking about. But what other parts work for you with the Terminator? You know, I, you, I think my, one thing I kind of got from it is, I, I don't. It's kind of like a James Cameron. Like, the original Terminator was his movie, right? Yeah. And... Yeah, he co-wrote that Yeah, he, so he's got this universe, but T2 seemed like, like you know, a, a lighter... Uh, I mean, the the apocalyptic was there, mm-hmm. and, and the, the impending doom was there, and we got these murderous robots, but there was more, like, comedy uh, with, with Arnold and the kid, like... Light stuff, just to kid yeah. teach him how to be human and stuff like that. Where the first one didn't really have that. No. Um, and, and to me, I'm like, what? What is with him and sequels and doing that? Because he did Alien to Aliens. Like Alien wasn't his movie, mm-hmm. so Aliens for him to do that in Aliens was like, okay, he's taking someone else's thing and he's putting his own twist on yeah. it. But now he's taking his own thing and putting his own twist on it and a sequel. I just found that interesting because Aliens had that same kind of. 
light lighterness to it with with uh, the soldiers and, and the way they talked and communicated with each other and, and the quips added this kind of fun. Yeah, he talked about it. You know, there was a review I saw. I think I saw a letterbox that uh, Terminator Two is the most PG thirteen R rated movie. It, it, it is R rated. Yeah. It's very violent, but it does kind of feel like a PG thirteen movie. Um, uh, in that oral history I was talking about, which I, yeah, I'd recommend if you like Terminator, check it out. It's on the Ringer. Uh, he talks about a lot. The script was a lot more involved. There was a lot more. There was stuff with the future. There was there was uh, at one point Arnold was gonna good Arnold would fight bad Arnold and. He ended up just throwing a bunch of that stuff out to make it, uh, you know, writing all that. He finds the heart of the movie, which is this is a this is a this is a father son movie. This is this is a this is a kid and his uh, surrogate father movie. It's a family movie. Sure. With Sarah Connor and that was the heart. I, so yeah, I don't know why he decided to go that route, but it worked, you know, for him. And then yeah, yeah but yeah, it, it comes more quippier. It's it's a lot more. It's like heartwarming. Yeah, um, I mean, just it's the, emotional the, at the end. I mean, just like he goes into the motorcycle bar naked. Yeah, and I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Right. You know, and then and then the guy comes out. I can't let you take the man's wheels. Yeah, I love that. Like, and then uh, back to the bones playing. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's very similar to the first one. He, I think, he says the same thing to the the, the punks. But that's a scene where he rips the guy's heart out. Yeah, and in this one, he takes away an old man's shotgun in a very funny manner. Yeah, and think about it, too. Like, going into this, you've seen Terminator 1 at the time. Like, you're like, what the hell's going on? Because you have no idea that he's the good guy. I was wondering if the ads... Yeah, I wonder. Was it advertised that way? I wonder, too. Because you really don't know what's going on. John Connor runs into him, and it's... You kind of have this, like... If I didn't know, man, like, yeah, he's running into the Terminator at that point. But then he tells him to get down, and he shoots it. It's like, oh, he's the guy. Like, that just blows people's minds. Yeah, up until that's the that's the point, right? Up yeah. until that point, you don't know which one of these guys is the killer. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. I I I, I doubt they did, but I hope they could have kept it a secret until the movie showed. I hope they didn't, you know, show too much of that in the previews and the commercials. But because I think that's super cool. Even yesterday watching it, I thought. Man, up until now, like if you had, if, if all you saw was just the first movie, you would have no idea until right yeah. now. It's about twenty five minutes in the movie. Yeah, it's it's super when they run cool. into each other at the gallery, and uh, and then and then that just awesome set piece with the the, the semi truck in the yeah. LA River and the big crash and blowing up and Arnold spinning the shotgun to recon just everything. Just John, just, he's going John Wayne. Yeah, he's doing John Wayne on the motorcycle, like. Cocking the lever action shotgun like John Wayne did in True Grit, like that's so cool. Yeah, there's everything about the Terminator in this is just cool. He is just a cool uh, robot man. Yeah, and, and, and he got he got something more out of Arnold, right? Yeah. The first Terminator was a very early Arnold. You know, he he'd done like Conan before yeah. that. Conan and, and the Hercules movies. And, yeah. Like we're we're one we're out of the bodybuilding phase of, of Schwarzenegger like mm-hmm. he's he's still muscular but he's if you look at this compared to like pumping pumping iron or whatever I mean he's tiny yeah right? like he's nothing close to his bodybuilding form yeah and and, and so he doesn't he, he I don't know works more on screen than mm-hmm. than the first one because the first one he's still pretty massive yeah but then like after the first one it's when yeah you're right he got commando and he got predator and stuff yeah and then he like 
becomes a he, he he goes from just being like put into an action movie as a as a big beefy strong looking guy to becoming uh, an action star an actor and I think it shows like mm-hmm. like Schwarzenegger is really cool in this movie yeah I mean it's yeah. he he's not gonna he's not gonna win a Academy Award no for what like he's good at doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff on, on screen and. Uh, there's a funny story in, in as we're reading about it. He gets the script, and they, they were on a plane, and Arnold gets the copy. Now, either go to Cannes or something. He gets a copy of the script for the first time. He's already agreed to do the movie. He gets the script for the, for the very first time. He reads it on the airplane. And him and James have a meeting over breakfast the next day. And he says, James, I don't, I don't kill anybody. And James goes... That's the point. It's gonna blow people's minds. <laughs> I guess Arnold's really bummed. He's like, no, but I'm the guy who kills people. I'm, I'm, Terminator. The, I'm the guy who shoots people. And James is like, yeah. And the audience isn't going to expect it. Uh, and so maybe they did try to hide it that he was the good guy. And uh, yeah, he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. And, and except for uh, you know, his only mission is to kill, protect John, and kill the T1000. Yeah, kills no humans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he'll, he'll live. Yeah. <laughs> I love, there's one scene, you know, the, all these police come, and, and John's like, you promised, you swore. He's like, trust me. And then his plan is to just shoot grenades <laughs> into the, the, the group of police. And then at the end, though, he goes, you know, he shows his, his Terminator vision, which also looks way better. Yeah. The red in this is just, it looks cleaner. I, I can make out everything. Zero human Zero casualties. Zero point zero human casualties. Yeah. Which can you have a point three human casualty? Yeah, zero point zero human casualties. Like, oh, okay. I guess you gotta trust him. You gotta trust him. He's precision. He's a robot. He, he can. He can. He knows the, the angles of the shrapnel and the yeah and the, the wind and the <laughs> yeah. He had his plan. Um, I mean, this, this movie. I think a lot of people just you know say this is the greatest action movie, but the action in this movie, like, not to be understated, it's just. It's awesome. Yeah. There are four or five different action things that happen in this movie. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. The, the set, there's two semi-truck chases in this movie. And the second one, when he, he jumps on the semi-truck and just shoots the T-1000 with the machine gun at a close range, I was like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And also looks great from the T-1000, the, 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 the practical of the, the, the little bullets, you know, hitting them. Um, anything else on, on the good? Uh, I mean... I think they did okay with the child actor there. Yeah, Ed, Edward Furlong, yeah. first movie. They, you know, one of those stories you hear about, discovered at a boys and girls club. I, I think he nails it. In the beginning, I was like, this kid's fucking annoying. But he's supposed to be annoying. And then as the movie goes on, he's, he's less annoying. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to be a punk in the, in the, in the beginning. And I, I don't, you know me, I don't like punks. But yeah, I thought he was great. Um, still acting. I, I, there, there was a part of that. I thought he was one of those child actors that died. Uh, but he's, he's still doing stuff. He did a lot of um, DVD, you know, straight to DVD. Yeah, he was, in a, he was in a pretty big movie with Eddie, Edward Norton, wasn't he? Um, American History X? He, yeah, he did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think as, as a kid, he, he kind of he showed up some things. And uh, he's still seeing something uh, every now and then. I was going through his IMDb. And, uh, I, got, I just remember in college being in a giant argument with a friend of mine who was telling me that he was the kid from Boy Meets World. He is not. And I was just like, and it was pre-streaming and pre-like uh, shows on DVD. 
and I couldn't find Boy Meets World on TV anywhere to prove to him oh. that it was. I don't even think IMDb existed yet. Yeah. I mean, there was just no real good way to figure that out at the time. He didn't think he was Ben Savage. He thought he was the other kid. Not Ben. Yeah, the Ben Savage's friend. Uh, Sean Hunter. Sean Hunter. Played by uh, not Edward Furlong. Not Edward Furlong. Yeah. But Edward Furlong wore a black leather jacket and had shaggy black, brown hair. He was a movie hair. star. He wasn't so, gonna do. He wasn't gonna do Boy Meets so, World. Hey man. You know, sometimes you get in drunk arguments in college with people. Ah. I was clearly on the right side of that. Ryder Strong played. Uh, Ryder Strong. Sean Hunter. Uh, Edward Furlong, yeah, so American History X, Terminator 2, those are his two most popular movies. Uh, he also showed up in Detroit Rock City. Uh, oh, movie. yeah. yeah I, actually really, I actually enjoy that movie. Um, I like the music. Yeah, and then you kind of go through. He was like, you know, Night of the Demon, The Crow, Wicked Prayer, American Heart. Arachnaquake. You know, that's kind of his career now. But, uh, yeah, you know, good for him. Child actor. And, uh, yeah, I did fine. I had no problem with him. Um, Buffalo, Linda Hamilton, I, I liked her. Um, Sarah Connor's kind of, kind of arc in this. And, like, yeah, you would go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I they do a lot of good jobs of explaining, like, filling in the gaps over the last, um, I guess, ten years uh, from, from the last one of her learning, you know, Seeking out people to teach her all this survival stuff, and then um, yeah, yeah, like how'd she like how'd she go from a waitress to right. a full on mercenary badass? Yeah, now that she knows yeah. this thing about um, her fate and John's fate, and um, Terminator ends so cool too with her in Mexico, and then, yeah, she's in the in the jeep in the, the dog. jeep with the dog, yeah, and cool uh, that cool bandana on her head, yeah, and that's the picture it's taken that yeah. that. Uh, Kyle Reese has uh, and the kid says something in Spanish says, what, what do you say and the, the old man says storm's coming she says I know and it just drives off you're like this is the transformation and then it gets paid off in T2 we, we see we see how far she's come um, yeah anything that didn't work for you with Terminator 2 let's see here we talked about the effects they don't really age that well it's hard to say because it's a freaking good movie. <laughs> um, man, I loved. I, I even loved the arcade. I mean, the arcade games look yeah. legit. Afterburner, that was fun. Even, uh, even even John's punk friend. I was like, I like that kid. Yeah, he didn't do too much with the role. You don't call that kid a narc. No. He never narc no. on nobody. <laughs> um, man, I I feel like I had some a a, a nitpick negative. But for some reason, I'm having a hard time coming up with it. You know, um, John's um, slang. I, I mm. in 1995. Well, the film in 1991. They didn't know. You know, no problemo. I don't know if people actually say that, say that. You know, seems like an 80s thing. If I had to find a negative, <laughs> that might be the one. Is no no problemo. Although I do like chill out, dickwad. I don't know. I think no problemo was. Is No Problemo ever been gone? I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's just always been a thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, we're searching for negatives here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a really... Trying hard, hard to find negatives. Two-hour, 25-minute movie. It, it, you know me. I, I, I use that problem with runtimes. I don't. I didn't feel it at all. It cruises. And like I said, there's two semi-truck chases in this. And I didn't <laughs> mind either. The action scenes never... 
feel too long. Like, there's never any that drags a lot in them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the only kind of things that I that drug a little bit were the early scenes in the institution. Yeah. Um, I don't need to see Linda Hamilton do pull-ups. Yeah. Um, I get it. She's in shape. And that whole but doctor, she spent so much time doctor getting in shape. The orderlies thing. Like, that maybe could have cut some of that yeah. out. Uh, but I guess maybe we needed it for, like, her escape attempt. That guy had... I thought about... I've always... In my mind, uh, from all the cool things I've seen in this movie, the one thing that oh, has always stuck with me is the guy licking her face. Like, that's gross. Yeah, that was... But she, she kept it, like... Yeah. That's well, amazing I, acting. Yeah, to prove... She had to stay... Um, Comatose, yeah. Yeah. And then two... We need to feel that she's justified in beating the shit out of that yeah, guy with, with a yeah, broom handle. Yeah, that's true. So you we have you have to identify that guy's a dirtbag, yeah. and he's about to get the shit kicked out of him, and he deserves it. Um, yeah, there's not not a lot. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Robert Patrick? I'm a, I really enjoy Robert Patrick. Mm-hmm. Everything I've seen him in since I saw, you know, T two, and then I even loved the Robert Robert Patrick years of the X Files. Like I like the guy. Yeah. He's one of those, I, I rewatch it, that was one of my thoughts going in, is like, oh, could you have gotten a bigger star in 1991, star opposite Arnold? But Robert, he worked so well in this. And, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, he may not have had the movie career. You know, he, he's a character actor now. He shows up and you go, hey, it's Robert Patrick, and you're excited to see him. You know, he, he never got to, like, Arnold level. But that's the thing, though, too, right? Like, especially in these action movies, like, it's one guy. Yeah, Arnold was the star, and do you put? Do you go get Kurt Russell? You can't. That and that's kind of where I was thinking. Do you get Kurt Russell, Patrick Swayze, someone like that? You know, you play. You know, because you need uh, Robert Patrick. Is you know he's smaller, but because he's made of liquid metal, like he moves great, and he he, he plays. And he like kills the, the indifferent yeah. killer so well. In that in that, or he talks about how. He, his movements, he wanted to move like water. He studied bald eagles and how their heads move. And that's how he moves his head to be the hunter. And it's just little things like that. He, he's, he's great in that role. Okay, here's your nitpick. Yeah. Robert Patrick, we're in the final, we're in the final showdown. And uh, Linda Hamilton's filling him full of shotgun rounds, trying yeah. to drive him off of the rail. Yep. The one time he breaks indifference is the finger. Oh, yeah. Why'd he do that? Show it off. Why'd he do that? Why'd James Cameron keep that in the movie? Yeah. His, the whole time, he's got no emotions. Yeah. He just is on a mission. and But why, right there, wags the finger? Do they want to, maybe the way Arnold can learn the more he's around humans, now that the T-1000 is more around humans, this is probably the most interaction he's had with humans, is he also learning? I guess, but did someone else do that? Is he mimicking something? Because he mimics people. Yeah. He, he transforms and mimics really well. It, did someone else do that in the, in, in the movie somewhere that Not I didn't that think I can of? Think of. That he would just like mimic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just it's a, like I said. Nitpick. So I'm, I'm nitpicking. Yeah. Now, okay, we're going to nitpick. So you know, this is the negative segment uh, section. We don't hold back. You know, just because we love a movie. Doesn't mean it's without its flaws. Right. When Arnold says, "I can use a vacation," that just seems so far out of the Terminator. <laughs> that 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 is an Arnold quip. That is 
I need a vacation. I need a vacation. But, you know, that's not something that Harvey yeah. would say. <laughs> um, yeah, so n- there's not a lot um, negative. I mean, it, 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 it's stated, but it, it it is what it is. It's one of the great action movies. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, we talked about some of the changes. Were there any changes that, you know, we talked about making more family dynamic, Arnold going from the bad guy to the good guy. Was there any changes that didn't work for you? I mean, obviously, Arnold becoming the good guy. That's, you know, yes, that made Terminator 2 one of the biggest movies ever. Because people want to cheer for Arnold yeah. at that time. Yeah. Uh, that was a smart choice. Though, another nitpick, and this is more of a plot nitpick, John reprograms the Terminator. Do they get to decide what... Hu- do all Terminators look like Arnold? And we assume, right? You know, two came back, both look like Arnold. That's the thing. You, you would, they must because you would think that they would have thought, oh, well, John Connor's mom is not gonna, yeah, like they should change. How how tra- how, how traumatic would that be? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll just just make a, you know, yeah. Make make him. Uh, there's the uh, story. I don't know how true it is that O.J. Simpson was one of the people compared uh, considered for the first Terminator. Yeah. T two. Make him O.J. <laughs> you know. <laughs> make it a little easier on, uh, on on Sarah Connor. I wish they would have been a little like I know like in the future when the when the machines are the machine wars and their machines are killing the humans and stuff. I know the humans are like this guerrilla faction, right? Yeah. And, but I mean that opening scene when they're fighting like technological titans and flying machine guns and stuff, and they're on these like crappy little pickup trucks with like an M60 like welded into the back. Yeah, I'm like can the, the clearly the humans would have had to have had some sort of better firepower to to, to stand up to that. Yeah, and why a crappy little Chevy you know C10 pickup truck like or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah, they they love. Access to all that stuff. Yeah, they, they should have had, like, better... Tanks? Yeah. Some tanks. Um, in T2, at least they had uniforms. In T in Terminator 1, they're, like, homeless people. Yeah, ho- yeah mean, wearing rags. Wearing rags. Yeah. I know the plot is Skynet is on the verge of defeat, so they send the Terminator back to kill John Connor. The it, Are they on the verge of defeat in 2029? Because... It looks like they're winning. Looks like they're kicking ass. In every flash to the future scene, it looks like the humans are on the verge of being taken out. Yeah. But um, that's what they keep telling us. We're on the verge. Of, <laughs> we're on the verge of victory. Uh, it's all thanks to John Connor. Uh, would you like to see a sequel to Terminator Two? Uh, I think I have. So we got a few of them. We have Terminator. Three, Rise of the Machines comes out in 20, uh, 2003. So that is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Uh, then there's Terminator Salvation, which um, is in the future. So it's it's tied to those movies, but it doesn't... In Terminator 1, 2, and 3, it's, and every movie going forward, except for Salvation, it's all about sending something back in the future. Yeah, that's really the gimmick of Terminator. Yeah. Send someone back into the past to take out someone that's going to be important. Uh, so then you have Terminator Salvation. Then you have Terminator Genesis, which is, on Wikipedia, was considered a slight reboot, a different timeline of Terminator 1. Okay. Then you have Terminator Dark Fate, which is a direct sequel 
So they, they do the move. Terminator 3 didn't happen. Terminator Dark Fate is actually the sequel to Terminator 2. Huh. So you have you have three options to, to, to branch out. Who owns this? Paramount? Um, let's see. Um, Terminator. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Will you tell me? Starring cinematographer. He's in. He, it must be Warner Brothers. He's in. He's in the Mortal Kombat movies, isn't he? Or it's Mortal Kombat uh, games. <laughs> so the original was Carl Co. Pictures, in distributed by TriStar Pictures, TriStar, and then TriStar yeah. is now um, no longer exists, and I believe they're owned by the Sony Group. Yeah. Yeah. So Sony's picture, interesting. Yeah, I like. I I I've seen three once. Um, it was during a friend's twenty one run. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I think I may have been drinking. I don't really remember it. I know I've seen Salvation because yeah. that was a Christian Bale vehicle, yep. and I like Christian Bale. Don't really remember it. That's the last one I've seen. I haven't seen Genesis. I've heard great things about Dark Fate, though. Yes, that's also where I've heard was that. I think I saw three. I don't think I really liked three that much. Never saw Salvation. Never wanted, like, Genesis just kind of came away. Dark Fate, I was like, oh, I'm not into Terminator movies. I've just kind of written them off. Except for Terminator 2. Uh, and well, right here, it's actually good. So, uh, yeah, and it, what I've read, it's a direct... It takes place after the actions of Terminator Two. Interesting. Not Terminator Three. Well, I'm interested in that. I like. I mean, I, I got this whole fast saga, yeah. this journey I'm taking. But maybe I take a side journey with the Terminators because that's when I when I watched Terminator a few months ago. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch all the Terminator movies. Yeah. And we decided to do for a show, which is great. Yeah. So maybe I check out three. The and Dark Fate was distributed by it's Paramount Pictures. So maybe that's also problem with quality or, or, or the crazy stories that it's also been passed around sure, yeah. from studio to studio and so everybody wants to put their put their print on it and say no no this is the actual it's, T2's canon because everybody loves T2 but uh, right. we, we actually have the actual um, follow up to it uh, so Genesis considered a soft reboot would you like to see Terminator 2 remade again no no you want to see um uh, the Rock as the as the new the new Terminator, no. and um, Kevin Hart as the team with Alan. They probably get someone more Robin Patrick esque, but in my mind, that's that would be a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the no, Rock I'm, looks like a Terminator, I, and uh, I think um, whatever they're doing with new movies and sequels is fine. Like, mm-hmm. it, if they want to do a hard reboot. This is a story with the um, time travel that, yeah, you don't ever need to do a reboot. Yeah, because I mean, if you're into these movies, you accept that, oh, yeah, there's crazy timelines. Absolutely. And, that's the yeah, that's the thing with time, with time travel. You're right. It doesn't, it doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. Don't try to explain Terminator, because I did spend too much time thinking, so if they stopped Judgment Day from happening in 1985, how does Kyle Reese come back? To be John's father, yeah. And I mean, you go down that rabbit hole. You just don't think about it. And then you think like, why aren't they starting like fade away and disappear? Yeah. And you realize you're like you're all of a sudden your mind's in another franchise, and then 
you yeah. know, next thing you know, you're you're like looking for young Bruce Willis. Yeah. It's just like you get into this time travel like quandary in your brain of all the time travel you've seen. Best way to think about Terminator movies is they're not like loopers, they're like Infinity Wars. They're not like Back to the Future, they're like What's another good time travel movie? Yeah. Yeah. Infinity <laughs> War as crazy and complicated as it is, time travel made sense. Your past is your past. Your future is your future. If you go back in time, you start a new future. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Kyle Reese is always John's dad. Don't think any more about it. <laughs> um, did you like Salvation? That's the one, um, if we did a remake I don't, or a sequel, part of me wants to see the war. I don't remember it much. Oh. I don't really remember it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I never never saw it. I, I I saw it. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember. I just know Christian Bale is in it. Yeah. Part of me wants to see the war, but then another part of me acknowledges the best part of these movies is these guys are being sent back in time. And I like that they have to use guns. That they may, they they have the rule: you can only go through time with living tissue. So you can't bring back your phasers and your all that. So yeah, you're a Terminator, but you got to go to the gun store and. <laughs> Do your do yeah. your ordering from the guy. <laughs> um, do you need to see Terminator One to enjoy Terminator Two? No, I don't think you do. Actually, I think you jump right to two and have a good time. I think with the with the narration yeah. and the Linda Linda Hamilton stuff, I think it's it's you're good. Yeah, I think you're totally good. Yeah, I think they do they do plenty of backfilling. In, of the events of Terminator. Yeah. Terminator 1. Um, Alright. I've seen them both. You have to pick. Which one are you putting in the DVD player first? Two. Two. Yeah. I think this is another... We've been holding on to this one because the reputation is it's well, it's a sequel. It's better than the original. I watched them both really, pretty recently. I have to agree. Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. I agree. I agree, though I did enjoy Terminator 1 a lot more than I have in the past. Yeah, well, Terminator 1 was great. So maybe I'm maturing or something, or yeah. re re maybe I'm reverting. Yeah, I don't know. A lot like Alien and Aliens, <laughs> they're, they're almost two different types of movies. Yes. Terminator, yeah. the Terminator is, it's a horror movie. It's almost like, you know, he, he's like a Michael Myers character, except he uses a shotgun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he's just this guy, like, stalking, you know, this woman. It's, it's dark and gritty and... Uh, uh, you know, they're just kind of running through the, the night streets of Los and Angeles. Stalking like a, a help, helpless woman. Yeah. You know, a, not a warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just yeah. a, she's a waitress who went to a discotheque. Yeah. And, you know, is now being, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like like a slat, like an 80s slasher movie. Um, and then this is a action war movie. Yeah, you know? straight, up straight up action. Yeah. Sci-fi action. Yeah. Um, all right. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, what do you think of... Uh, what, what do you grade the, the title? Uh, I... Not that high. Yeah. I, what, so you I, drop the the, you add a two, and then you add a colon, and then Judgment Day. I just think the... I think the colon Judgment Day is... Really has nothing to do with the movie at <laughs> all. Rewatching it, <laughs> it sounds cool. Judgment Day? This movie doesn't... She's trying to prevent Judgment Day, yeah. but the movie itself doesn't really revolve around Judgment yeah, Day. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Happens two years just, in the future. I would have been 
just as I would have been just fine with Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah. But I do I do like all the shortening of it on posters of just T two T two. Yeah, that's cool. T two JD. I want to get that on a bracelet. Um, Terminator Two Judgment Day. Do we need it? Yeah, big yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's one of the greatest action movies of of all time. It's one of the biggest blockbusters. It this laid out all the blueprints of how to do CGI and improve on it. And Arnold's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and yeah, it's 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 Terminator Two. Yep, freaking kicks ass and it holds up. 30, 30, 30 years? 30 years. Jeez. Jeez, 30 years later, it's wow. still... Uh, I was... Yeah, I mean, I was nine when this movie came out, and... Oh, no, so, uh, based on what you've told me, um, you didn't see this in theaters. Nope. Uh, I, but I remember my dad coming home from the theater. He went to And theaters. he was like, best movies ever seen, oh, kind of thing. So yeah. I, okay, so he had already said yeah. I was wondering if this was one... You wanted to write your dad to watch it first and then give you the okay to watch it. I, I, he had already seen it in theaters. When I got around to seeing it, I was probably 10, 11. I think we rented it on VHS yeah. and I got to watch it. And he, it, wasn't a pre, it wasn't a precursor. We just popped it. Yeah. But I saw 2 2, but before I saw the original. Terminator 1, more, more adult. Yeah, my uh, dad would have. Nudity yeah, sex. Nudity uh, stuff. My dad would have probably yeah. said no, no T1. But T2, he was like. A lot, lot more. Um, a lot more language. And. While this one, I mean, the, the body count, although technically Terminator doesn't kill anybody, but there's definitely a lot more gun violence in this one. The gun violence, the killing in T1 is a lot more uh, uh, bloody and yeah. uh, graphic in yeah. T1. I mean, it rips the guy's heart out. Uh, and, you know, shout out to uh, Bill Paxson. Uh, only, only man to ever be killed by a Terminator, alien, and a predator. Uh, <laughs> Uh, R.I.B. Bill Baxton. Yeah, Terminator 2. It's great. It kicks ass. Uh, watch it. If you've never seen this movie, watch it. It holds up. Um, yeah, that'll do it for this. Uh, you know, if you have thoughts, email us, dbtgpodcast.com, find us on Twitter, dbtgpod, uh, rate, review. Um, if you have an idea what we're going to do next, let us know. There's a lot of anniversaries happening we were, we're stumbling upon. Um, yeah, so until next week, this has been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remakes. Listen to us if you want to live. You just can't go around killing people.